0: Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. Creation was perfect God created everything beautiful wonderful perfect if you read the Bible Genesis the first book of the Bible chapter 1 you would come across these sentences. and it was good God saw it was good God saw it was good what was good everything God created God created it good perfect wonderful I believe in creation and not in any man-made theory. No bang-bang can create such perfect, beautiful creation. But what happened to this perfect, beautiful creation? What is happening around us now? Where is that perfect, beautiful creation? If this world is not the way you wanted it to be, let me remind you, it is exactly what you wanted it to be. Everything we have been doing, knowingly or unknowingly, has shaped the present condition of this world. You know what? We do not like a current government. But the moment we come to power, we abuse the power. We misuse the power. You know what? We do not like our sisters to be abused. The girls in our family. The girls in the neighborhood. Our mothers, our sisters, our daughters, our friends. We don't want them to be abused. But do you know what? The greatest abuse happening on this planet right now is the abuse of human beings. We're ready to watch every movie that has a steamy scene. We are ready to wear any cloth that reveals our body so that others can lust. We have a post-modern word for this: revealing some skin. It looks absolutely perfect, right? We do not want violence, but we can be rude and intolerant when we wish to respond. We want to stand for the truth, when it will only benefit us. We have mixed culture, religion, nationality, and even language. Lie does not exist. Rather lie is known as a lesser degree of truth. If you are there to bring peace, then how can you be inventing guns, bombs, and mass destructive weapons? We always want to prove that we are better than the best, stronger than the strongest, and wiser than the wisest. Ego, arrogance, pride, rebellion, disobedience, selfishness are more or less standing and ruling from the same platform, holding hands together enter into a perfect beautiful world that once existed you and I haven't tasted that beautiful perfect world but it existed once I have to refer to the Bible because I believe Bible is the Word of God I also believe that not all ways to reach God are same because the God of the Bible Jesus Christ is not same as the God in Quran or Bhagavad Gita or Guru Granth Sahib the philosophical beliefs of Buddhism the God in Zoroastrianism and so forth every God that everyone believes is different but the God of the Bible that I am talking about this morning Jesus Christ and the word of God that I say Bible I would like to refer to it because I find it very convincing and I believe it to be true in the book of Genesis the first book of the Bible there is a story of creation And you find in chapter 1 and chapter 2. And I'm going to sum it up. God created everything that you see on the planet. Every creation is from God. The sun, moon and stars. The sky. The land that you see. The vegetation. The animals. Everything that you see around was created by God. It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was awesome. There was nothing imperfect in God's creation. When God created everything, God finally said this, I want to create man. You know what? The Bible clearly says, God created us human beings from the dust of the ground. So we are clay. This physical body is clay. That's why when you bury a body, it doesn't degrade and mixes with the soil. Bones will take a little longer time and even then it will also disintegrate and disintegrate mix with the soil because we are made not out of plastic or not out of anything else that man could think of God said, let's make man in our image, in our likeness in God's image and God's likeness I am not a descendant of an egg, no I have been created, so are you. Created in the image and likeness of God. That doesn't mean the physical shape. It is much more than that. I will come to it. But we were created in the likeness and image of God. That's why we were created to be perfect, absolutely beautiful, absolutely wonderful. You are a masterpiece, my friend. Your descendant is not an ape, not an animal. You're beautifully Wonderfully created by the awesome God. The Bible says that. And so after God created us. God gave us responsibilities. And when you read Genesis chapter 2. You will come across this place. Where God said to man. I have placed you in a garden. And I want you to take care of that garden. In that garden God placed every kind of. No fruit-bearing plant and everything that man could eat and enjoy. There were no wild animals at that time. Every animal lived in absolute harmony. Because God's reign. Theo, God's reign. Theocracy. God was the ruler. And God gave man the responsibility of ruling everything God created. So when God finished creating everything, then he created man, just like how you and me we, when we want to set up an aquarium. We don't put the fish first and then put the soil and then put the plants and finally pour water. No, the fish will die by then. Where did we get this understanding? First let's create a hole and then put the fish into it. Similarly, God did that. It's because we were created and we made the likeness of God. We can think to some extent like how God thought so God created a beautiful home for us and then placed us there God told Adam God told Eve, take care of everything and in this garden, in the midst of the garden there were two trees the tree of life and the tree of knowledge knowledge of what? of good and evil God placed these trees there and God told them, you can eat of every fruit in the garden except the fruit of these two trees don't eat, very simple It was very simple. Don't do that. Do everything as you like. Be part of everything. Enjoy. Eat as much as you like. That restriction was not taking away freedom, my friend. Many times we think rules and regulations mean taking away your freedom. No! For example, most of the governments around the world, including my country, India, that I love very much, our government told us, stay at home. Why was that rule given? Was it taking over your freedom? No! It was trying to protect you. This law was trying to protect you. But whenever you disobey the law, you bear the consequences of it. And so when God said, don't do those things, God meant it. And God said, the day you eat this fruit from this tree, you will die. And uh, God let Adam and Eve enjoy I'm not going detailed into the story of creation. I'm just going to just go through because I want to come to the point where I am targeting this morning. God told them, Adam and Eve, take care of everything. God would come and meet them on a daily basis, spend time with, with Adam and Eve, what I'm going to say is, God and man had fellowship, a regular fellowship. Man was able to experience divinity right there. They always spoke. It was a wonderful relationship. There was no sin. There was no imperfection. There was no jealousy. There was no pride. There was no arrogance. Nothing. It was absolute pure relationship. No selfish desires. First of all, why did God create man? Because God wanted to, you know, extend love. God wanted to show love. That's why He created man. And later on. We read in the Bible, the devil comes to Eve and deceives Eve. How does he deceive? He tells, he asks Eve, is there any fruit in the garden that you're not supposed to eat? And Eve says, no, uh, it's not exactly like that, but you know, I'm trying to just put in my words. It's like how we talk today, do you know, you know, the bro, guy, you know this, uh, we could eat from all the fruit in the garden, Oh, that's absolutely fine, no problem. It will all work, but but there's one tree. There's oh, something that God said we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to eat from this particular tree. Oh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we are not supposed to eat because the day we eat, we will surely die. That's exactly what God said. The day you eat, you will surely die. And the moment devil or Satan heard this, he said to eat. Did God really say you will die? <laughs> you will not die. That's exactly what the devil does even today. Whatever God says, he tries to bring it to you with a different, you know, perspective. He may not turn it upside down. He doesn't do that because he knows the moment he turns it completely around, you will not believe it. So what does he do? He brings the same package but with a different perspective. You will not actually die. That's exactly what the devil is trying to tell you, you will not die. So when God said you will die and when the devil said you will not die, they both meant to different aspects. But the words used were the same. But the, the perspective was different. When God said you will die, God meant, the day God meant it just like this, the day you disobey me, the day you reach out and eat this fruit, it means you're going to disobey me. The day you do that, you will be cut off from me. Because I am a holy God. There's complete purity, perfection, not in me. But the day you disobey, you will go away from me, you cannot live where I am because I am holy, you become unholy disobedience will take you away from me so please don't do it, please don't do it the devil said you will not die, you know what he meant you will not physically die now God was not talking about physical aspects at that time because there was no need for physical aspects at that time it was all spiritual it was God because everything about God and man and God and man, that was it, that was it. There was no need to talk about physical aspect, but the devil brings in the physical aspect, the materialistic aspect. He tries to tempt you to the materialistic aspect and said, you will not die. If you read it, what happens next? No, I don't want to read all of those verses if you have tired. I would encourage you to pick up the Bible later on, read Genesis 1, 2, and 3. You will get a clear picture of what I'm trying to tell you this morning. You will not die. First thing. Second thing. If you eat this fruit, your eyes will be open. The third thing is that you will become like God. What you would become, you will become like God. First thing. You will not die. Second thing. Your eyes will be open, my friend. You know that particular phrase eyes opening. It I would generally mean you know like this. You no, know, more knowledge. You no. Know, I am not aware of this, we say. You know, I'm blind you know, of, of certain things, you know, I do not know. You no, know, I'm blind about certain informations. You know, we say that. So when we get to know about it, we say oh, my eyes are opened regarding this information. I know it now. So I'm trying to put it that way eyes in the open meeting, you'll have more access to information, more knowledge. The third thing, you'll become like God. And when Eve, when Eve was hearing all of this, he was saying it in such a way that he will be really, you know, pulled into the thing that the devil was selling. A wonderful marketing agent. He was selling it out. And he was making it you know, so pleasing to her. You know what Eve did? She reached out. She plucked up that fruit that God said don't eat and she began to eat it. She ate it and she also gave it to her husband. They both ate it. They both did what God told them not to do. And what happened? The Bible says the moment they ate that fruit, their eyes were opened. The moment they ate the fruit, their eyes were opened. And what is the first thing they, they realized? That's the title of my sermon. I'm naked. Adam looked at Eve, you're naked. Eve looked at Adam, you're naked. Adam, am I naked? Eve, am I naked? Woo! You see that? They didn't realize they were naked till that point. Why? Because I would want to believe it this way. God's glory covered them, Physical aspects. Sensual desires were not part of their life They were only desiring one thing to be with God, but they were very beautifully in a tempting manner in an amazing manner that he thinks is amazing He tempted Eve and Adam and he bought them with his words and convinced them to do what he wanted them to do The moment they did it What happened? God's glory left them. They realized the physical condition they realized the physical state the moment they disobeyed God everything about God that God intended for them got separated from them they spiritually died obviously they were physically living but you know what? I'm going to come into a little bit more serious aspect very soon when Adam and Eve when they ate this fruit they, little, they didn't realize what's going to happen. Just a fruit. Just a fruit, my friend. Disobedience. Disobedience is not what God encourages. And I already told you. Rebellion, pride, ego, arrogance, disobedience. They are all part of the same platform. They are different preachers, you no, know, but on the same platform, kind of targeting the same thing. And that's exactly what the devil wanted to do. He wanted to separate man from God. He wanted man to enjoy arrogance, disobedience, rebellion. You know what? When the devil tempted man to do all of this, what was he actually touching on? He so touching on a few aspects that are very important for us to think. The first thing, you will not die. He was bringing the same thing with a different perspective. You will not die. The second thing he said, you will You will have more knowledge, your eyes will be open. Let me tell you one thing, my friend. Adam and Eve were with God. God is the source of goodness. If you read the Bible, it says in many places, God is good, God is good. In Psalm 38, I think it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is a good God. So when Adam and Eve were living with God, the source of goodness, God is good. They actually had a full knowledge of goodness. I mean, they experienced goodness. Then what knowledge did they want? What is it that they actually wanted? You know what the devil was doing? He was making them believe things in a different way. He was telling Adam and Eve you will die, right? God said no. God is depriving you of something of eternal life. Actually, did God deprive Adam and Eve of eternal life? No. They were supposed to live with God forever. But what it they will do. He began to make, you know, it's so, you know, uh, convince. He began to convince them in such a way, you know, what God is depriving you of a long life. So he doesn't want you to eat it. Secondly, you know, he was trying to, you know, make Adam and Eve understand God is depriving you of knowledge. And they had knowledge. They did not need the knowledge of evil. Who told you you need knowledge of evil? They did not need that, but the devil made it so convincing and they believed him. Thirdly, the devil also convinced Adam and Eve that God has deprived you of who you actually are. You are the master. You are the God of your life. You have the right to decide what to do and what not to do. That's exactly what the devil did. He was telling, I believe, God is depriving you of who you actually must be. No! God didn't deprive Adam and Eve of any of those things. God made Adam and Eve in his own image and likeness. But that's exactly what the devil did. He was bent on making Adam and Eve sin, rebel against God. And so my friend, when they disobeyed, they were actually trying to become like God. They were trying to say, we want more knowledge than God. They were trying to say, we want to be eternal like God. Basically, what is that? Rebellion. That's called pride, that's called ego. What is happening in the world today, all of this, disobedience, rebellion, pride, I'm better than you, I'm stronger than you, trying to prove in every aspect, I'm greater than you. That's exactly what the world is doing. God is a holy God. When I say God is holy, God alone is holy. You know by nature? By character, by behavior, by habit, by deed, by speech, by emotion, by action, by reaction, and all that we can think of God, God remains holy. Only God is holy. You remove holiness from God, then that being is not God. Holy doesn't mean God. God is holy. Only God is holy. God did not know sin second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 in the Bible New Testament second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 God did not know sin 1st John chapter 3 verse 5 1st John chapter 3 verse 5 there is no sin in God so God did not create evil my friend God did not create sin God did not create this imperfect world it's you and I with Satan. We made the perfect plan of God imperfect. We destroyed the real plan of God. We destroyed the perfect plan of God and now we blame God. Why do you allow all this plague around me? Sin gave birth to death and that's why death is hovering all around us. That's why we are scared. Holiness is in God. God is holy. Can you remove heat from the fire? I'm not a science, student, I mean, a scholar as such, but I love a little bit of science. I try to sometimes bring science and Bible together because science actually complements Bible, and Bible complements science. And both because science is God's, you know, it's part of God. And so, can you remove heat from fire? The moment you remove heat from fire, there is no fire. Can you remove the freezing nature of ice? The moment you remove the freezing nature of ice, ice is no more ice. It becomes water. I want you to understand holiness is in God. Perfection is only in God. That's exactly what God wanted for us. And you know what we did? We listened to the devil and even today, many listen to Satan. And he tries to bring to you everything. And make you believe that all ways will take you to the same God. No. The way to heaven is Jesus Christ. Salvation for humankind is only in Jesus. If you and I disobeyed God and allowed sin to come into this world. Then only God can help us overcome sin. Because we can't help ourselves. We are in sin. When you are drowning, you can't pull yourself out. You need somebody who is outside the water to pull you out. Similarly, we are all drowning in sin. We are all dying in sin. We need a sinless person to rescue us and that is Jesus Christ. He is a person without sin. There's no sin in God. Jesus is the only living God. Only He can rescue us. You know what sin did? The moment Adam and Eve sinned, they realized they were naked. The first thing they did is they tried to stretch some clothes to cover themselves and to hide. Sin will make you hide. Sin will make you hide. You will do everything sinful by hiding. You will try to hide things. <laughs> Don't say it. That's exactly what sin will do. Sin will never make you brave. Sin will make you do foolish things. You know what? What else happened? Because of man sinning. God had to come in search for man. Adam, where are you? Adam, Eve, where are you? God came to search for man because of sin. If man did not sin, if man did not sin, God did not have to search for man. Man would be waiting for God. Man will be waiting to spend the fellowship with God, to spend time with God. But because of sin, man went into hiding. God had to come to search, which means man got separated from God. Man ran away from God. And even prayer. man is running. Man is running. Where is he running? He himself doesn't know. Somebody tells him, this is the right way. He runs there. Somebody tells him, this is the right way. He runs there. Every way that man tries to prove his right is not right. There's only one way. Jesus Christ. You know what else? Sin brought fear, unhealthy fear into man. Unhealthy fear came in after sin. Because man sinned, unhealthy fear came into him. You know why all this happened? Because sin made man naked. What did sin do? It made man naked. Am I naked? Yes. By wearing some clothes. I'm trying to cover my physical body but in reality, who are you inside? You are in pain, you are in grief, you are afraid, you are in confusion, you have money but you still need protection. You still need investments. You still need, you know, uh, you know, life insurance, car insurance because you are afraid anything can go wrong. Sin made you naked, made you, you know, weak sin made you, robbed you of all God's goodness. You became completely a laughing stock in front of Satan. He kept laughing at you day and night. You are crying, you are in pain, but Satan is laughing at you because he's rejoicing in making you cry. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. That's exactly what the devil will do. He'll come to steal. He'll come to destroy your joy, happiness. But my story is not over. My story is not over. Years later, Jesus came to this earth because as I told you in the beginning, the only one who can rescue us, the only one who can pull us out of sin, out of anguish, out of despair, out of sickness, who can convert this world back into perfection is only Jesus because he is the creator. Only he can restore everything back. And so Jesus came. He lived on this earth, he preached, he allowed himself to be beaten, to be mocked. He was made naked, he was hung on a tree. We call it cross. It was not that perfect, beautiful cross that you see some Christians carrying around. It's not that cross that you see in front of some churches. No, it was rugged to, uh, to, to wood together. He carried it for you. He carried it for me because he's the only one who can walk into the pit of sin and pull you out, and still there'll be no sin in him. All over him, there'll be sin, but he can't touch him because he carried your no sins. He paid the price to get you back from Satan, which does not mean Satan is powerful, but only means that he paid the price. So that you don't have to pay the price because the wages of sin is death which means eternal death devil did not give you life devil gave you death my friend devil gave you destruction he was preparing you for hell and god who created you could not tolerate that we cannot blame god for what is happening we are still inventing the best ways to do sin hiding Recently I got an email from one person, you know what did he say in that email? I know what kind of movies you watch, I know what filthy things you see, you know I have all recorded it in my phone or whatever, I don't know what he said, if you don't transfer so much money into my account, I'm going to publish it to the world, what the? create fear in people, it's like can rob them. That's what the devil does, that's exactly what the devil will do, create fear devil did not give you eternal life Satan will not neither this world will neither will anyone be able to give many came and said I can do it we can do it I will save you I will provide for you nobody can accept Jesus because he is the one who created you only he can pull you out of sin and so he came he carried the cross for you he was crucified on that cross He was killed, he was murdered, he was brutally murdered. My Jesus was brutally murdered. He suffered, he suffered. Why? So I don't have to go through it, my friend. And then what happened? Because death could not hold him. On the third day, he rose back to life. He paid the price for the sins I did. He paid the price for sins you did. He paid the price for everyone who did what Adam did now. Whoever has sinned, he paid the price. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to climb any mountain. We don't have to go and give some you know, some some, some puja or, or, or do some pilgrimage to get your sins all off rid of your sins no need no need to dip yourself anywhere just believe in Jesus Christ and believe that he died on the cross for your sins believe that he gave his life for you believe that Jesus is alive today he came back to life believe only Jesus can rescue you you are saved my friend the world will not be perfect now because there are sins still around us but one day one day the Bible says, one day God will remove every sin from this world, every tear from my eye, every pain from you, every sickness, God will wipe away everything, He will cleanse this world and make it the way He created it in the beginning. You and I can't make this world a better place, you and I can't, you and I can't, we cannot you know, the WHO UNO, 3 peace treaty discussion nothing can change this world we are on the verge of complete destruction complete destruction you know while I was praying this morning let me share this prophetical word with you before I close while I was praying this morning along with my family before we begin this live telecast the Lord told me this is not going to end like this I am going to rock the boat Because even now, people have not uh, awakened. The eyes of the people who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ, their eyes are still not open. They're still living in darkness. They claim themselves to be Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, but they have not still stood up for their faith. So what has happened? God wants to wake them up. Just like in that boat, there were 12 disciples and Jesus going in the boat on the lake of, uh, of Gennesaret. Lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee and there was a huge storm. Though Jesus was in the boat there was a huge storm. You know why? because these disciples had to be taught a lesson. You had to learn a lesson. But you can row the boat. You're wonderful fishermen. You are learned you know, people of the sea. You can row the boat well. You can steer the boat well. But when a storm comes that you cannot handle, you will cry out to me. That's exactly what God is going to do. He's going to rock the boat because you've been sitting in the church and sleeping. You have not shared God's word to your friends, to your neighbors. You are shy in your office, to your boss. You don't have the guts to stand up and say, I follow Jesus Christ. So God will rock the bowl so that you will call it to him and he will prove to you again that I control everything. Jesus controls everything. So this thing is not going to end so easily. It will rock the church and then God will prove to the world who he is, that he loves the world. He wants to rectify everything. He wants to everything in order. My Jesus is a God of order. He's a God of perfection. He wants to perfect your life, my friend. He wants to set things in order in your life. He wants to bring healing. We are the reason for all this destruction. But God is the reason to set everything back into order. Let's come to Him. Let's tell Him, Lord, I'm sorry. I want you to set things right for me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. The first Adam brought destruction. The second Adam, Jesus, brought resurrection. I pray, the power of Jesus Christ will come upon you and strengthen you. May the Lord richly bless you, may the Lord richly keep you, amen.